Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Live from the Leyline. It's your boy, Cameron Porter. With me is always the fucking champion of the people, Avery. How you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just I got in case anyone shape. is uh, confused, that is indeed Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. He just got a really cool pair of sunglasses. Yep. Yeah. Just, okay, so you know. just clear up the confusion. Yeah. And for anybody uh, just listening, if you don't like to see our pretty faces, that's all right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing some dope ass little shades right now. Yeah. Uh, they're robo shades. Yeah. So, Brand new. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West, I think. Yep. 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 It was a Kanye drop. He dropped it with his other line of hobo clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just got back from Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about Hawaii, buddy. Oh, uh, you know, the typical classic lit activities, little ATV tour around, um, some cool uh movie filming locations. Yes, sir. You went to see where they got Jurassic, right? Yeah, Jurassic being the main one. Uh what was really dope is it's where they did Kong Skull Island. Oh, that was a good movie too. That was sick. Dude, I have um, a funny story before about Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um back in the day when I was a little delinquent and I was like just getting into smoking, um, I went to see that movie because I worked at the movie theater in Rifle. And yeah. so I could get free movies like weekly. I could go see a movie and we got like headache high. I think my mom was out of town or something and we got these, they call them fire starters, but yeah. it's like weed and wax wrapped up into like a little cigarette. Yeah. And I, we got so fucking high. Yeah. It was me and my boy junior. We got so high that I don't remember a single scene from that movie. I was awake <laughs> the whole time. I was awake, watched it, was in awe at the movie. The whole time, I don't remember a single scene. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Dude, <laughs> have I told you or the viewers the time when I took a bunch of edibles? I don't think so. Dude, so I, like, prior to this incident, I had, like, never really taken a high dose of edibles. It was always, like, a 20 milligram gummy or something. And so one night, we think we're hot shit, and this is me, Braxton, <laughs> and Carlos. Okay. And we go out and we find this California thousand milligram brownie. We bring it home and we just, like I said, we thought we were hot shit. We were smoking down fat at the time. Crazy good tolerance, but obviously not to edibles as you learn. It's a different high, bro. Way different. Yeah. I'm sure everyone knows by now that like it gets processed in a different way and it's like five times as psychoactive to ingest it. Yep. Um. Anyway, so we split it three ways, three fifty each. Oh, <laughs> and um, Jesus, or some somewhere right around there. Yeah, it's right in that range. That's fucking. Yeah. That's a lot. Oh my god, dude! So I did it, and literally, I uh, metabolize stuff like that quick. Like you know how acid and all kinds of other stuff. Some people it will take literally an hour or two to feel something. Right. I feel the effect of shit that I take in thirty minutes or less. That's nice. Yeah. And so literally 30 minutes go by and I'm like, I think I need to go to bed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laying in bed and I'm so high that like, I think I'm going to have a seizure. Yep. So then I like, I'm trying to sit up. I'm like, I'm going to swallow my tongue. I'm going to have a seizure. <laughs> Turning on the lights, get in the shower, <laughs> full nine. Then uh... next thing you know, I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm looking at my teeth and I'm licking them. But I'm convinced that my teeth are falling out. 
<laughs> convinced that my teeth are falling out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> so I go out and I tell the other boys, I'm like, you got to take me to the hospital. <laughs> you know, the classic, I have yeah. to go to the hospital. I'm calling the cops. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. So oh, obviously they're dude. like, we're not taking you to the hospital. I'm like, look, are they there? Look, I'm licking them and I don't feel them. And, um, Long story oh. short, I just had to sit there and take it, and I remember eating Doritos out of a Dorito bag, Yeah, and then I threw up into the Doritos, Oh, and then like 20 <laughs> minutes later, I was chilling. <laughs> That's my I... edible horror story. What the fuck? That yeah. sounds terrible. That sounds like a fun. bad trip. It was not fun whatsoever. <laughs> Good lord. I took somewhere in that range when I was, uh, my aunt, she like does like grow operations and had a dispensary out in Oklahoma and I went to help her trim. And so I went out there and like, of course I was like smoking for free the whole time. They just had like bags of weed we could roll up with and shit. And so we were smoking fat, but then she's got this buddy that came through and he makes his own edibles. He makes gummies. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, he had this like 300 milligram gummy. Yeah. It was like 300 or 250 somewhere in there. And I just remember like, Throughout the workday, because I'm just sitting at a fucking table all day. Arms are sore because I'm holding them up the whole time. Yeah. Fucking back and neck are killing. So I'm just taking bites of this thing slowly. Mm-hmm. And not not slowly enough, because I probably killed it in like an hour. Yeah. I was so fucking like headache high, trying to trim, trying to focus. Oh, that was terrible. God. And then I made the mistake of doing the same thing. She like gave me one to take with me to Colorado to yeah. just like bring on the plane or whatever. And I ate it. <laughs> I ate yeah. it before the airport. And she had given me like a little piece of a mushroom chocolate too. Oh, and I man. swear the mushroom chocolate and the weed grabbed me on yeah. each side and just fucking shook me around. Dude, yeah. I was like I remember having like a panic attack in the airport bathroom, like just sitting there like okay, Yeah, you can go get on the plane now. You can do this. I remember like talking myself through it. I had to like yeah see through the trees and be like dude you just got to get on the plane and focus <sighs> it was i was having such an anxiety attack it was brutal dude i've had plenty of opportunities to get influenced before going on an airplane and i've always just been too scared because i already get anxiety yes you know, one me weird too. sound or one weird shake and i'm looking out the window all hard me too and bro. so i'm way too scared to i would literally probably scream Allah Akbar or some shit. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> this, the marshal just tackles you. Yeah. <laughs> that just adds to the fucking anxiety. Uh, yeah, it was brutal. I remember it, I like finally chilled out once I got control of myself. I like did it right so that I had the panic beforehand. Yeah. I wasn't panicking on the plane very bad, but certainly it was like holding on for dear life. Like just put in music, was trying to focus. I was like on a whole other planet. Yeah. My eyes closed. It was intense. Ugh. It was very intense, but I made it. It was a short little little plane ride. I think it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah, nice. Oh, Fuck, well. Um, All right, enough of the delinquency. Yeah, something that's been <laughs> on my mind is uh, the Garden of Eden is described in the Bible as, you know, obviously a small landmass, but around it is like a moat of water in a way, and that moat, well, it's, it's really an ocean, but it splits out into what they describe as four rivers. Mm. And so that's what um that's how they describe the area of the Garden of Eden. And so there's uh speculation that it's over by the Euphrates River. 
mm -hmm. because I've that's kind that. of what it looks like if you look at it from a map. But I saw a really cool thing where um, have you ever heard the term? Got it right here for you. Uh, rupees nigra or nigra. <laughs> it just means black rock. Okay. And um, this French explorer back in the 1500s uh, explored the North Pole. Mm. And so it was one of those situations where an explorer goes somewhere, writes down a story, comes back and tells these awesome stories about land. And then no one believes them because they can't find them themselves or it's covered up, as you mm -hmm. know. Um, so anyways, this guy explored it and the map that he drew of the North Pole shows um, a giant black land mass, which is a black mountain or a black rock with four rivers splitting off of it oh, right at the North shit. Pole. And so that's, that used to be a theory as well was like um, that black rock is from space or something. And that's why compasses port point to it to the North. Interesting. You know? um, I'm pretty sure I'm no expert on compasses, but I'm pretty sure all it is is they put something in the compass that naturally, you know, drags towards that gravitational pull or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, something it's all like of magnetism. Yeah, it magnetism. goes off the the Earth's natural magnetism. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then, just a segue into that is like the giant corporation called blackrock and vanguard and all this mm -hmm. stuff it's like why is their name blackrock and so i think it would be a cool tie-in if it was turns out the blackrock in the north pole is the garden of eden and so they acquired that knowledge and they therefore think they're all powerful and therefore they own everything right they call themselves blackrock mm. i thought that was kind of cool i like that dude I like and that. you know, of course, no one can go explore that area anymore nowadays. So nope, you're not allowed. You got to get like a very specific little pass, and yep. I'm sure they don't even take you to the proper North Pole. Just like in the know. South Pole, they've yep. got like a little like you know ceremonial South Pole, yep. but you're on the fucking you're on like a little peninsula, yeah, in Antarctica. You're not at the South Pole, yeah. If there is even is a South Pole, I don't know. Yep. I've been looking into the different, and I don't really know where I stand with it, but I've been looking a lot at the ice wall yeah maps and the like the rendition that they make about those and it's it's just interesting to think about like that it wraps around that it's not at the bottom it's all the way around yeah you know so um just while we are on here i could just show you the map of it really quick because it's pretty cool yeah so this is what it looks like um Where's the button to share my screen? It should be, are you full screen? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you enable me real quick? How do I do it? Maybe multiple participants? All participants. You should be allowed to. Is it? Oh, it didn't give me a little notification. Yeah, yeah, that worked, I think. Perfect. Um, yeah. Can you see? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is what it looks like. So this oh. is Black Rock, Rupees Negra, and then the four rivers that run away from it. Interesting. And basically, that's like the, the four rivers kind of form the rest of the land on Earth, you know? Right. So 
I don't wow. know. I saw a TikTok about that, and I just thought it was pretty cool. And I was like, "That is badass." I look up, you know, Rupees Negra, and I was like, "Of course, it's fucking Blackrock. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be?" <laughs> yes. Another interesting thing that I've learned about is um, why they call it Blackrock, and you know, this goes back to something that we should do an episode on. I keep saying we're going to. We need to just fucking lock in and do it. But about Saturn worship. Oh yeah. And that. Um, you know, Saturn is considered the black rock. Okay. And, you know, Mecca, they've got that big black cube. Yeah. Middle of Mecca that you got to go around seven times. And um, I've anytime I hear black rock, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Or mm-hmm. cube, any sort of cube symbolism. Yep. Or black rock, it's, I think, of Saturn worship and these ancient death cults. Yep. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. So... That was just one of many things that popped into my mind. Yeah. Um, the next thing to get into, and this might be kind of a bigger one, is uh, just with the war going on in the Middle East. Yep. Yeah. Um, you and I kind of touched on it before we recorded that episode while I was in Hawaii, but um, my general consensus on it is that I don't live there and I have zero relation, so therefore I'm not going to pick a side and say who's right or wrong. Right. Go out and protest about it. It's not my religion. It's not my people. Um, No. But what is starting to become more important about it is uh, copycat terrorism. Have you heard of that? Mm Mm-mm. So people who live in the United States basically just are outraged, and they want to be there with their brothers in the Middle East, so therefore they commit copycat attacks in the U.S. And so there was like a big warning put out. um, Shit, what was it? I think it was on like the 17th or no, probably like the 13th. Anyways, the leaders of Hamas and stuff were saying like a worldwide, you know, thing was going to happen because mm. of these wars. So what this ties into is the fact that military aged males are just flooding across our open borders right now, which is 100%. super scary. And it's coming out that they're not Mexican at all. No. They're all from Palestine and stuff like that. So man, see that's scary. Yeah, they're just sending people all over the world to to cause like destabilization. I'm sure. Uh huh. Just yep. panic, constant panic. Try that in a fucking small town, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, for <sighs> sure. It'd be it would be handled in a in a minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of a scary thing going on right now. That's terrifying. And uh, I hope they don't start doing copycat terrorism. Yeah. And uh, so, like, the big argument for it is that, like, you know, there's always been crazy amounts of immigration. But if it was just refugees looking for a place to be, where's their families? Where's the women and children? Right. Why are you all military-aged men? Yeah. Right now, it's, like, 99% males. Yep. And they're so, being like bust up to New York and shit. I I think I've touched on that. It's so yeah. it's such an awesome like fuck you to the liberal states. It's like we can't handle it in Texas and you know these uh southern borders. And so um they're just sending them up to New York to places right. where they advocate for it. Right. I actually learned today that in the nineties, New York put into their state constitution that they are legally required to house refugees and anybody who's struggling to like be homeless and stuff like that. They, New York is required to house people and give them financial support. 
And so that's the funniest part is they're struggling with all this shit right now, yeah. and the governor can't do shit about it. Because <laughs> he signed it into law earlier <laughs> yeah. to appease all the libs. Yeah, man. God. Crazy times right now. It's just so ass backwards, yeah. you know? And I, I'm all for giving somebody that needs some help some fucking help. Yeah. You know, don't get it twisted. People do deserve a new start, and our melting pot is probably one of the best places that you can get that. Absolutely. You know, that's what we're all about, you know, but there's a fine line that you skate when it's you're helping somebody out or you're you're literally like putting insurgents in their area of operation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. and that's a that's a scary thought. I had never even really thought about that. Good Lord. Yeah. And you said they dropped it on the 13th. It was something right there. I know it was a Friday and I know it if was it was Hawaii. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. It was. Mm. It absolutely was. Mm. And uh, some of the people that were in Hawaii with us and stuff were flying home on that day. Oh, so we were we were a little bit worried for them, you know? Right. Obviously, they're going to go for big airports and DIA is like one of the most famous airports in the world. It's one of the I worry about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I worry about that a lot. DIA is riddled with conspiracies too. Oh, yeah. So many. I feel like we talked about that a little bit, but just to go back on it because it's fun. Yeah. They have tapestries in DIA of the end times and shit. Right. Crazy. The airfield itself is a swastika. Yeah. It absolutely is. There's yep. theories that there's tunnels underneath DIA because apparently some people have taken some wrong doors every once in a while and yep. seen massive tunnels. And they just have so much weird symbolism. There's like gargoyles. Yeah. In one of the gates, there's like, um, you know, if you're riding the little train, there's just like weird shit. There's like pinwheels on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a fucking leg sticking out at one part. Yep. And there's like a hand holding something. I think it's holding like a pickaxe or something. It's weird. I've seen Very weird cryptic symbolism that they've put all over the DIA. Mm -hmm. Seen that in person. And they're like kind of embracing it at this point because now they have paintings of aliens on the walls. Yeah, and it's like renovations or a new yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, it's like, it's totally. Uh -huh. okay. Totally. And uh, they put up all these white pyramids in like mid sections of the terminals and shit. It's mm -hmm. cool. It's it's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, I need to stop back in there. I was there like well over a year ago, and they yeah. were doing all the construction. So I'm sure the construction's finished at this point. Yeah, I next time go you're in there, just yeah. go in there with that mind, with that brain clicked on and just yeah. look at shit it's weird take a bunch of pictures yeah i'll have to man but so back to the conflict in in the middle east mm -hmm. um i i'm in the same boat with you i'm not gonna like protest about anything but i do have some strong opinions about who's in the right and who's in the wrong oh do you yeah i would love to hear them because well before you go let me just say my general education on it is that israel was created for people who survived the holocaust right and they were given this land essentially, and then obviously it caused a huge conflict over land because that's always a big problem in the Middle East. Yep. And therefore, what I've heard, and this is obviously biased towards Israel, is that Israel is like giving and giving and giving to Palestine and these other surrounding areas. And they've given them a bunch of land, a bunch of land, a bunch of land, and yet the other places still want to attack Israel. So I've heard very much, you know, support for Israel. Mm -hmm. However, I am fully aware that Palestine or Hamas or wh wherever it is is like an open air prison. I yes. do know that as well. Yeah. So I Gaza, don't know. The Gaza Strip is, is 
I mean, basically, Gaza Strip, a concentration camp. Please uh, tell me. Essentially. So it, it goes back basically to the beginning of time. They talk about it in the Bible. Yeah. And so they've been fighting for Jerusalem, which I think is the main contention point between Hamas and the IDF. Mm-hmm. Is there, They both want to claim uh, Jerusalem as their capital. And uh, Trump, interestingly enough, during his presidency, recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been going a little deeper on this. I think, Trump, and I don't think, I know, Trump is a Zionist for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's just sad to see because I think a lot of people conflate Zionism and like support for Semitic people. And, and it's very much a, not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Zionists are trying to bring about end times. And yeah. they recognize that a state of Israel is a step in the direction of end times. Uh-huh. And um, I think that's why they made Jerusalem the capital is because they want these people to fight. They want them to be yeah. in constant battle. And he knew that that's like, all right, yep, here you go. And a lot of our presidents have had very similar views. Bush, yeah. Trump, uh, Obama. I'm sure I know Biden shares those views. Yeah. You know, um, But what it comes down to is that these people, they're fighting over the Temple Mount, yeah, which is in Jerusalem, which yep. is, you know, for people that have studied the Bible, that's where um, uh, who was the guy that sacri- his son was Isaac. He went to sacrifice his son. Abraham. God told him, Abraham. Mm-hmm. And he told him to go sacrifice your son at the Temple Mount. And then he was going to, and then God's like, okay, all right, all right. You're loyal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kill that lamb instead. It was one of those. And um, and so this is just a holy mountain for the for Islam and for the um, the uh, the fucking the hell's the word for it? like the Jewish faith. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I've been looking into it as well. Solomon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done much diving into Solomon beyond what the Bible talks about, because the Bible just kind of talks about Solomon as like the son of David. You know, son of the warrior king who kind of took over his dad's empire, mm-hmm. built a temple, yep, and then died. Yep. But it goes a lot deeper than that. Of course. Solomon was uh, very much a dark arts occultist, mm. and he had 72 demons under his control. That's right. Yeah. With the lesser keys of Solomon. And it's actually, it's one of the oldest grimoires, this book, the seven, the 70 keys or something like that, the lesser uh-huh. keys. And they're basically all these sigils that he used to first to summon these demons and to use them to build the temple. And so he was using these dark entities to, to further his, his benefit and whatnot. And this is a big part of the Freemason faith and like what they teach is about rebuilding the Temple of Solomon. And, you know, Hiram Abiff, he's a very big character in Freemasonry. They, You learn about that very early, and they, they tell you all about him. They worship this guy. And he was the grand architect, essentially, the grand mason of the Temple of Solomon. And um, it's just interesting to think about with all these Zionists making a big push for Jerusalem to be under the control of the state of Israel, who has all these allies like the United States and, you know, the British colony, mm-hmm. uh, which, in my opinion, and the Vatican, I'm sure, 
all have the support for these people. And it's because that's the three branches of the New World Order. You know, you've got London yep. being money. You've got the Vatican is the control of religion. And then America's military force or the stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. And I think all these Zionists are using these forces to get control of the Temple Mount so they can rebuild the Temple of Solomon. So I had no idea you were going to take it in this direction. I thought you were going to tell me, like, no, you should support this government because of this. I thought you had that kind of opinion. Well, and I, I honestly, I, I, I digress a little bit. We can get back yeah. to that. But this is just okay. something I was learning about all day. And I, fucking, I love it. Couldn't wait to get it out. I, I did not know you were going to take it this direction. Yeah, so um, a huge prophecy of the Bible for end times is the fact that two great armies are going to invade Israel, one from the north and one from the south. That is happening with uh, Pakistan and what is it, Iran? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's happening. That's part of the prophecy. Then it continues to go on to say that um, one man – it's going to emerge and he's going to create world peace. Yeah. But mainly beginning in Israel and they're going to have peace. And the man who does that is the antichrist. Yeah. And he rules the earth for, you know, however many years or whatever. I don't know what that's they so call funny. It. There's a word for the amount of time of peace. There's like yeah. a, a specific phrase for it. I, I heard it earlier today and I can't remember what it was called. Um, yeah. But it's essentially it's also the time when the devil's let out of his cage. Yes. So I'm, I'm so shit. glad you brought it that way because absolutely it's so weird how Israel is being invaded by two armies from the north and the south right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird. And then, uh, yeah, so the Jews are going to basically pick who they think is their Messiah and he is well, going to single-handedly create peace. Right. Well, and a big part of actually, biblical prophecy snake. as well is the Jew, the Jewish people, Jewish community – uh, converting to Christianity. Yeah. They recognize the error of their ways. They accept Jesus as the Messiah. Yeah. Um, which is, it's scary to think about. Like yeah. we're getting fucking close, dude. Yeah. But I just, I wonder how many people like us, I'm sure they didn't have the same medium we're using, but I'm sure how many people were like in the tavern with a glass of mead and they're like, dude, armies are invading. Yeah. It's going to be peace and then the devil's running. Yep. You know, I wonder how many times we've gone through this cycle. True. Absolutely true. And no one knows when we've talked about it before as well. Like, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime, but it might. I don't know. Yeah. No one will know. That's what it says. Is no one can know. Right. Um, But if you look at the signs, it gives you signs. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, side note real quick. I'm more concerned at this point about having a poll switch. Me too, dude. You know how that guy on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. talked about that? How we're like 7,000 years late on our pole switch? Yes. <laughs> the earth is going to stop. The fucking sun's going to sit in one spot. And a two-mile high tsunami is going to take out the earth. Just cook us Holy, all. I'm more scared about that. Yeah. The, CIA the earth stops in the middle it. of the sky, buddy. I'm fucking digging down. I'm yeah. digging. <laughs> Going to China, he said. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, and it seems like a lot of these biblical prophecies are being fulfilled that were talked about in Revelations. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's just scary to think about because, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get good, and then it's going to get really bad. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Do you believe in the rapture? You think that will happen? Uh, yes, but okay. I don't think it's so much of like 
people being beamed into the sky. Right. I think it's just more so when this shit starts to really actually happen, something's going to click and then people will just pass away and go. Right. You know? But yeah. not like the movies where it's like, oh, you have this last chance to do a good deed and then you're beamed up like Scotty. Right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, not like that. It's just I was um I was listening to Isaac Weishaupt on yeah. occult symbolism and pop culture. He did a two part on basically like biblical prophecy and end times. And he's yeah. talking about Israel. He's talking about the conflicts. But he was just mentioning that, you know, there's like there's different faiths that believe in different things. And, and uh, he puts himself more in the orthodox bucket, you know, and I guess the orthodox Christians don't believe that there's going to be a rapture like that. Yeah. Um, it was just interesting hearing because I, I had figured that was just like part of the Christian faith. You just think that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it was just cool to hear a different perspective like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love hearing different perspectives. Yeah. Um, I like how you said it's going to get good and then it's going to get really, really bad. Yeah. It's like another part of the prophecy is that the, uh, which river drives up. Is it the Euphrates river? I think it, yeah. Yeah. And so it did mysteriously dry up recently. I know. (laughs) And so what comes after some of this shit is that shit opens wide open like this. And then the prince of hell is allowed to reign on earth and torture people. Yeah. The fallen come back. Oh man. Which is that'll a be a day terrifying thought. Yeah, terrifying thought. Hopefully these fucking these elites at the top are fighting against that. But you know what it seems like is it's it's quite the opposite. I think they're all in these doomsday cults and they're pushing for it to happen. Yeah, because they think they'll be you know of high status or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Bullshit. It's the devil so will be crazy. like, oh, thanks, buddy, and then zap you down. I just don't know. Well, it's, I guess it's because he's the ultimate deceiver, but yeah. I still don't understand how you could be convinced that if there is a devil, that means there is a god, and that means you're going to lose. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but I think that's what these people think, is that, that the light won't win. The light won't shine through. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's a scary thought to ponder. What if the fucking light doesn't win, dude? But it, it yeah. has to. <laughs> yeah has to but yeah i thought that was an interesting take just like talking about the the temple mount is the most important part i feel like to both of these faiths yeah that are warring over this town and you know i'm balls deep into the fucking freemasons and shit Mm -hmm. and it was just it all clicked real good today listening to it i was like wow yeah rebuilding the temple yeah that's what this is all for yep oh it's so interesting but so to take it to a more literal place, because that's that's more like in the biblical prophecy aspect of it. Um, yeah. How I feel about this conflict on a much more literal sense, just on like a geopolitical kind of deal. Um, it's hard to know. Like, it's very nuanced. It's hard to know mm-hmm. exactly who's right. But what I do know for sure is that it's only been about 75 years since Israel's been a state. Yeah. And uh, for them to become a state, the allied forces kind of ran in with their guns blazing and pushed the Palestinians out of their land. Yeah. I'd be pissed too. Yeah. You know? And so it's hard. It's hard when you hear all, all these people and especially the media, the media fucking brainwashing that happens, convincing people that like, we have to have support for Israel. Right. And you know, I don't know who to support. Yeah. But to be told who I should support is bullshit. Yep. I don't like that. 
Absolutely. My eyebrow gets raised up really high. Easily. But, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And it's gone on like this for since it was a state. Yeah. They've been warring with these people. But and it's just inter- interesting because for once it's between two other – like, obviously, they've been at war with each other for forever or whatever. But um, if we were directly involved and we were battling them, then obviously my brain goes immediately to it's a money grab. It's money printing tactics, you know. Right shit like that but since it's over there like completely i know we're allies or whatever but it's mainly between them Mm -hmm. so i just don't know what to make of it but it's scary because we are allies with them and so if it's between them it's between us and oh okay so real quick that is scary too because iran and all these other places are allies with russia and therefore allies with china right so you're absolutely right if it got to that point where all of us got involved, that would be the craziest war of all time. Well, and it's most certainly the rumblings of a World War Three. Yeah. Um, that brings me to the to the point about Albert Pike. Yeah. You know, and um, for the folks that don't know, Albert Pike was a Confederate general. Uh, so, you know, maybe he was just fighting for state rights, but he doesn't yeah. sound like the best dude, you know. Right. But he was also a very high-level Freemason. And I want to say he is the one that kind of created the uh, scaffolding for what the Scottish Rite is. Yep. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. And which means that he's very connected in the Freemason world, you know, and, and connected with what they're all doing. But he wrote a letter back in the like 1870s detailing three world wars. The first of which, and this was before, well before any of the rumblings of a first war, of the Great War. Yeah. Um, but he details in this letter that the First World War is going to be to destabilize the Tsars in Russia, as well as create an atheist communist state, which is what they did with Russia. Yep. You know, and because that was that's a big step for controlling, because I think it's all about control. Control is the goal here. And you can't control a bunch of czars. Like, they control their shit, and they'll come kill you if they don't like, if if you're trying to impede on them. Yeah. So you need to have something, some force that unifies them, and then doesn't allow it to split back up like that. Um, which is what happened with the Soviet Union. All these czars came together to fight this war. Yep. And, um, and so after that, the, the Second World War that he details... He talks about, uh, and I don't know if he uses this word specifically. My my hackles go up if he did because it wasn't even a thing yet. But he talks about um, eradicating Nazism, yeah, and fascism, like kind of like squashing that idea, and then also creating a state of Israel, which it yep. did, yeah, very successfully, you know. And then in the Third World War, he mentions that it's going to be a conflict between. Islam and the West and these yeah. Western forces, and it's going to be all out destruction. Yeah. Which leads to a time of peace and, and one world governance, which is something you were mentioning about in the biblical prophecy. This yeah. one leader that comes through, steps up, leads everybody into this peaceful time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. It's very interesting to think about, especially because he was so early on that. Like he was yeah. hitting that like 
what 30 years it was like so years. far before everything dude it's actually insane it's weird to think about we talked about it with my dad right yeah 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 that's where i learned about it i had never heard about this shit before but oh, then i nuts. i went so deep after he mentioned that i was like okay i need to know what's going on here yeah um because it really does sound like the illuminati is is pulling strings because that's who he mentions in the as in the letter as as who's starting it and they mentioned yeah. he mentions that the illuminati kicks off the first world war yeah and there's a lot of interesting theories that uh i think his name was ferdinand mm-hmm. it was like the the what was the word for it not chancellor but like uh it's not important he's like the leader kind of guy yeah foreign ambassador who got assassinated yep that kicked off world war one and it's just very interesting to think like maybe there is some secret society pulling these strings and not maybe I, I know there is, right. But I got to frame it like that. Cause people don't like to believe that there are secret forces and invisible yeah. hands pulling the strings. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> crazy. It's crazy for sure, man. It freaks me out. And honestly, the, the sheep mentality that we have here in the U.S., it, it terrifies me. People are so – like I, I was trying to have a conversation about this with some people I shoot pool with and just like brought it up. Just wanted to get people's opinions. You know, I was like, who you guys support? And I was being very like on the fence, neutral, like not not showing my hand yet. You yeah. know, I wanted to see where people stand. And yeah. like almost unanimously, they were like, well, you know, we stand with Israel, right? <laughs> right. They don't even they don't know. Even know, yeah. Right. They haven't looked into it. They just listen to what daddy tells them. Yeah. And that's just scary, man. People are losing the ability to think for themselves. Have been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure like I was making the point earlier, I'm sure people have had the same conversation. Like, God, people are just not thinking for themselves anymore. Right. You know? I know. And it's just it's terrible. People that fail to study their history are bound to repeat it. Yeah. But it is it really is different though. Like technology is just ruining the world. <laughs> I I agree and I disagree. Well, so I, I it, mean like what do you what is our generation going to amount to? What are we what is our big accomplishment going to be? Probably merging with technology. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that uh, like it's a real compliment. It's sarcasm, yeah. folks. Yeah. Um it's I think that's scary. it's inevitable. Yeah. I think our first great work was creating AI. Yeah. And um that's a whole other conversation entirely, what AI could be and what we're what we're opening the door for with yeah. something like AI. Yeah. I don't know. Frogs are gay. Frogs are gay. The turn of the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dope to hear that he was right about that. Yeah. I thought he was a crazy person. I was like, damn. Isn't that just the funniest, most random thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, but, so to your point about technology ruining us, I agree. But I also believe that in this age of technology, we're blessed with way more information than anybody in the past has ever obtained. Yeah. Like, we know more than most kings that have ever lived. Right. We have a, a broader scope uh, of things. Right. Which I think ultimately, if we use it right, we need to not get all the information washed out by all the stupid shit that's online as well. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta have eyes to see and ears to hear. But yeah. if you do, you can 
you can really get the bigger picture more so now than ever before i believe i think all that knowledge is what makes people kind of crazy in a sense yeah you um what's that one famous guy wow what is he but anyways his famous quote is that like right before uh empire falls they get super obsessed with like uh, gender gender yeah mm-hmm. well it's because they don't have anything to like any real problems there's not yeah. wolves outside yeah there's no barbarians knocking at the door yeah there's no threat of an invading force coming in i think that's a big thing that we're dealing with here in america we don't there's i mean there's really no fear of being taken over. Yeah. I mean, none of us live in any sort of fear of ever Not really, being no. taken over. Yeah. You know. Only from our own goddamn government. <laughs> right. But people don't see that as being taken no. over. No. So, yeah. I don't know. Just like the organic aspect of life has just kind of been robbed from everyone born after like 1990. Kind of, you know. 100%. Most people, most people are not even going to understand what it's like to fall in love without doing it on a computer first, you know? Oh, I know. Sad. It is sad. It's a sad thing to think about. And also, like, this new wave of, I don't know if I would even, I don't think I would call it, like, feminism, but this, like, uh, like, just blatant debauchery that people yeah. are getting into everybody has an only fans now yeah um everybody watches porn it's like mm-hmm. we're stuck in these like material sins this this flesh and blood sin and it's this perpetual thing and it, it kind of and it's you know feminists will have a fucking field day over shit like this but it really yeah. ruins your value as a partner yeah engaging in this stuff and i i say it for it's not just men it's women as well yeah They're, Vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. You know, it's everybody is getting into this shit. 100%. The true rebels are the ones being good, wholesome Christian warriors now. Yeah, for real. (laughs) It's just a weird time we're living in, man. Yeah. Yeah. What I hope, and I I think I know this to be true, but I, I do hope God is merciful. Yeah. And forgiving. Because a lot of people are going to need it. Yeah. I'm sure, myself included. Of course, all of us. Yeah. But, you know, if we're correct on, or not so much you, but if I'm correct on the one the one that I think it is, he absolutely is all forgiving. So Right. Should be all right. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'm I'm coming around to it. I have yeah. to I have to take it like a fucking scientist and look at right. all the all the fucking ones and zeros. Of course. And put it all into a little bucket honestly i think reading the bible is going to change my opinion a lot yeah and maybe that's why i've been so afraid to pick it up thus far is because i just don't want it to shift my whole paradigm i don't want my whole you know i don't want to feel guilty Uh uh-huh i I know it ruins stuff it does it ruins stuff but then it also makes a lot of other stuff like the best yeah for the greater good of course yeah yeah right and i think that's Ultimately, I think that's what we're all here for is to like try and do our best and have the ultimate, you know, I think ultimate knowledge is the thing we're working towards, which is why I like the Gnostic belief so much. Yeah. And it's very interesting. I've been going a little bit deeper about it, and I've mentioned how the Gnostics believe that the god, you know, the Yaldabaoth is is this like evil god that traps us. 
And but I think that they're getting God mixed up with the devil. Yeah. And I think they are right. There is an evil lowercase G God trapping us here. Yeah. This is his realm. And he traps That's what you he is. sin. Yeah. He traps That's what you. he is. Yeah. That's what Jesus refers to him as. Right. So. Yeah. This is very <sighs> interesting. Yeah. The picture gets a little bit clearer, but then it gets zoomed out every time I learn something new. So now there's all these other blurry parts I got to fucking, yeah. you know, make clear. Damn, bro. Avery, well, if I was going to read the Bible, where should I start? Um, I think a fun place to start is Revelation. Ooh, just I always I go right and read in. that all the time. That's a fun one. Um, yeah. but other than that, uh, you really can start anywhere. You can start with our most current apostle, which is Paul. Mm-hmm. Read his books. Um, shoot, Psalms. It's good. Yeah, Psalms is like that's almost like, a, or no, I'm thinking of Proverbs. Never mind. Never mind. Proverbs is good. You could read like Mark. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of his stuff. I think Mark, Luke, and John. I think all of those. That part of the Bible is like really good. It's almost like um, it's not so much like do this, worship this, do that. It's more of like fatherly advice to stuff right. in life that like reaches a lot of people. Those are all great. They're they're really more so like guides to life more mm-hmm. than like just pounding you with God. Right. As it, but you know. Um, yeah. That's good. But yeah, just uh, take a year and just read it cover to cover. I think that's the best way. You have to read so much every day. Yeah, it's a so lot. You have to read like five chapters a day. Yeah. And a those lot. words are tiny. They are tiny. Magnifying glass out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's confusing you know you got to read uh king james version yep that's so, what we have yeah we've got like the the eskj or whatever the english standard king james version yeah and you just start reading that i've heard from other people like the study bible is really good because it like it'll have the king james version and at the mm-hmm. bottom it's like layman's english yes and they I like, had one of those yeah um, they explain it in the proper like like, not proper. I'm sure you know all of it's right. proper to who's reading it. But. Right. I loved it. I had one of those. I had my name etched into it and everything, and I fucking Ooh. lost it. But um, oh shit! What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. As long as you get the message, it's fine. But like real Bible scholars and stuff will get mad at you because the interpretation does matter. Obviously. Right. There's, there's things that are like night and day different. The way you interpret it. Yeah. So. And I've I've heard that. From like, you know, from Freemasons as well. That after you learn all the symbolism that they teach you in the rites, mm-hmm. the Bible is a whole different book. Yeah, completely different. It yeah. tells you a whole new story, which is so interesting to think about. Did you know that um, in the Bible, it's interpreted, it's been interpreted that you know any kind of killing is a sin. But I just recently learned that if you do the actual, um. Uh, what's the language that it was originally written in? Hebrew. Arabic? Hebrew. Oh, probably Hebrew. Uh, yeah, Hebrew. Um, I just learned that, like, God says that murder is bad, but killing is not. Mm. So, therefore, like, if you're killing someone who's trying to kill you, like, that's not a sin. Right. Shit like that. Like, it's really important. <laughs> you know? Which, absolutely. Is Big important. distinguish there. Yes. Um, 
but then that can oh, be yeah. taken a lot of different ways also like that could i could see from a, a different standpoint like it might not be looked at as murder if you don't consider them people well, I guess. which is a big <laughs> thing i think that's happened in a lot of places especially to the jewish people yeah they're not considered people by the other people yeah and so they think it's you know justified to do what they do i know that's a big part of the quran and the muslim faith yeah <laughs> it's just so dude, interesting dude but a whole bunch of shit on there the quran itself refers to muhammad as the greatest deceiver that he's more tricky than the devil himself <laughs> really yeah, it does. And that's their guy. It's hard to get into all that, man. It's, it's like do whatever you want, believe whatever you want, but death to Christians, I just it's just hard to get around. One hundred percent. I think death to anybody well, just yeah. because of what they believe is yeah. is such a ridiculous notion to have. Yeah. Especially if you you know, claim to be a God fearing man. Yeah. It's just weird. I feel like the biggest contention point I have with stuff like that is people take it into their own hands to, to do God's will. Yeah. You know, especially, and this goes back to our point about these Zionists and, and I don't even know if that's necessarily who's doing it. I might have uh, uh, the wrong idea of what Zionism Zionism is, right? But they're pushing hard for the end time to happen. And it's like, dude, God's going to come back when God comes back. Yeah. You don't have any fucking control over it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, just an interesting thing. People like Aleister Crowley and Jack Parsons who considered themselves, you know, the beast and the antichrist. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, buddy, mm-hmm. you're not above God's will. Right. Boy. Um, so who do we have coming up on the show? Dude, we got, um, let me look on fucking, on pod match here. Yeah. We've got an interview on Wednesday. Trying to remember. Bob Lament. Cool. I hope that's how you say it. I might right. be butchering his name like I butchered Meryl's name. <laughs> that was <laughs> so, funny. She told you how to say it, and then you said it wrong. Dude, <laughs> like... Like ten seconds later, I said it's it classic. wrong. It's classic. It's classic. Like a, oh, such I felt so bad. She played it off cool though. She's cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that'll be a good conversation. Yeah. Um. We got to reschedule with um uh, this girl Lauren as well as uh, this dude. Uh, his name is. Oh man, too many names. All Anyways, right. folks, we got a lot in the works. We got some interviews coming up. I want to fucking get your pops back on. We got to go deep. Mm-hmm. I need to get a little schooling from him. Yep. <laughs> I um, want to see where he stands with all this stuff. Right. Is uh is the Bob guy the one who basically created a bunch of stuff for BlackRock and stuff? No, no. That guy's oh. name, his name is Guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Guy, guy Morris, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I'm excited to have him on, dude. His he sent me a message that was incredible. It was just fun reading it. I know. So I can't to. wait to talk to him, dude. Yeah, he's gonna blow our minds. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, dude. I want to, uh, I want to get a Freemason on, have a little Freemason Q and A. Obviously, you know, 
especially if you're an initiated Freemason, you can't do, you can't disclose a lot. So, and he was clear about that when I was kind of teasing about him being on the podcast. He's like, I, I'd love to be on, but I can do like a yes or no kind of thing. He's like, I can't really share a lot of the secrets with you, of course. Right. But if I know a couple of the secrets myself, I can get a yes. Right. You know? And so I just got to do some proper research. That'd yeah, be hella fun. Yeah, we've got some good stuff in the works, dude. Well, uh, to finish it off on a light note, did you see the Bigfoot in Colorado? I did. What do you think? I sure did. Um, I love it. You know, like I've said before, I do believe that he very, very well could be possible, but he's not a monkey or anything like that. He's just an interdimensional being. Right. Um, the thing about that video that got me, and this will sound funny, is the hair. Mm-hmm. When he's walking, it almost looks like his hair is like freshly conditioned. Yeah. It was like Fresh. swaying in the wind so mm-hmm. <laughs> beautifully. So Way too me, beautifully. It leads me to believe that it's fake hair. But You would think somebody, if you did use fake hair, that one of your buddies that was helping you fake it would yeah. be like, okay, go roll in the dirt. Yeah. While brush up against some trees. Right. Roll in the dirt, you know. But you wouldn't do that if you're returning a costume. Yeah. Get it dirty. And uh, also, again, of course, just like anything else like that that happens, the video kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Buddy's on that fucking iPhone 4. I know. What the hell? <laughs> People need to stop taking Bigfoot videos with their 3DS. I know. And just <laughs> bring a good camera for fuck's sake. UFOs, bro. Mm-hmm. But I know. We get like a little pixelated bullshit video. Yeah. Look. Look. Yeah. I, I can see it, but it looks fake as shit, dude. I don't know what to tell you. No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I uh my girlfriend gave me an interesting perspective about what Bigfoot might be. Yeah. And she was just mentioning on the same tangent of him being like interdimensional, you know, uh they and not him, but I think them. Yeah. There's a couple. I don't think it's just one dude that shows up in Florida and then Colorado and totally Pacific Northwest. You know, there's it's a race of these things, but I feel like they're like stewards of the land in places where we've failed they're like doing a lot to help out nature that we don't even really notice or see that's um, cool and kind of keep our nature in balance because otherwise we'd fuck it up too bad that's really cool yeah yeah i thought that was interesting never heard that could be like forest keepers yeah (laughs) people of the forest yeah they're the fucking lorax bro yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it I love it. I think, well, it, uh, I think we should hop on pretty soon and maybe just do like um a rerun of like episode one. Not literally, but you could always go back and because that's my favorite thing to talk about is like the deep reasoning and yes, shit to the Illuminati. You know how deep Absolutely. it really is. Yeah, you could get on a little tangent about that soon if you want. I would love it. I would love it a lot. We can talk about the Gilgamesh resurrection tam- chamber and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, right, man. Big things in the works, folks. Yeah. You heard it here. And you know what else you heard here? To go fucking subscribe. Mm -hmm. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a nice comment. Or, you know, don't leave a mean comment, but you can leave like a – give us some constructive criticism. Yeah. Emphasis on constructive. Yeah. You know? But nonetheless – we need those five stars. It helps the algorithm a lot. We're trying to reach new listeners, and that's like that's the way you do it. Wherever yep. you listen to podcasts, go to Apple, go to Spotify, 
uh, they make it super easy for you. Just give us a couple of those stars. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm not going to gripe too long. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This was a good one, buddy. Hell yeah. It's good to be back in the grind. Absolutely. Yeah. And sorry, folks, that we are, you know, we're living life. All right. Yeah. We're not on anybody's schedule. Yeah. We're just fucking living. And we're going to pump out the content as we see fit. <laughs> yes, sir. It's Absolutely. quality over quantity. This is how yep. I feel about it. Yep. And, I mean, hopefully we're putting out some quality shit. I think Definitely. we are. All right. That's enough of my rant, folks. <laughs> you know what to do. And thank you for listening. Avery? Thank you. Thank you. Any last words? Um, I got nothing. That's we're gonna, it. We're we're gonna keep coming at you. That's yeah. What I'll say. That's it, folks. All right. Peace out, buddy. Peace, bro. Thank you.